Welcome. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I host a weekly radio show that gets turned into this podcast, the one you're listening to right now. If you're an early riser, you can listen live every Monday starting at 7 a.m. on WPRK 91.5 FM. It also streams on WPRK.org. Or you can subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Regardless of where you listen, this show is about people from the Orlando area who are doing something neat. Josh Bauer, artist extraordinaire, is the neat person for this episode. Josh is always moving, always sketching, always painting. He's a frenetic and fantastic artist, and you can catch him at events all around the Orlando area. In the meantime, catch him here. For more on Josh and all of the other guests, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And now, on with the show. Medeski, Martin, and Wood on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Good morning. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I do this every week. I am lucky enough to do this every week from 7 to 9 a.m. on Mondays, and every week I have a very special guest. This week is no exception. I almost banged on the table because I'm so excited (laughs) about that. Josh Bauer is here. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Getting up early, coming to the show, being on the radio. Yes. In the morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I mentioned that when I said getting up early. (laughs) Uh, Josh is here. If you want to learn more about Josh and see some of the amazing work that he does, it's jbauerart.com, and you can find him on the social medias using that as well. Correct. And that's B-A-U-E-R. Yes. Because I guess there's multiple ways to spell Bauer. Yes. And you could also think Bowser. Yeah. Because you do a lot of pop culture stuff, so you might think of Bowser when you're thinking of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, I look at you. You dressed up completely <laughs> in your Bowser regalia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Helmet, everything. back thing going. <laughs> it's, it's a good look. It's a good look. It, it's very heavy. <laughs> yeah, it really does look yeah. like you uh, fabricated that out of, like, a really heavy foam material. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Thank you for doing that. You, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I, I mentioned to, it, to you multiple times that it was just radio, <laughs> that we were not doing any kind of video. But you said You got to dress the part. You got to dress the part. You got to dress for the job that you want. Exactly. And I want to be a giant dragon dinosaur thingy. (laughs) Yeah, we're not really sure what he is. Uh, jbauerart.com, I encourage you to go check it out, not only because of the stuff that uh, Josh does, which is a lot of pop culture stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of um, uh, fan art, uh, I would say. Uh, You brought in something today you were going to take a look at. We'll take some pictures with it, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers piece that you just did. But you do a lot of live painting as well. Correct. So you'll go to somebody's house, you'll go to somebody's event and do the live painting. And it's really fun to watch. I've gotten to see you a couple of times now. Yeah, wherever uh, anybody wants me. Yeah, I've. uh, All right. So as long as they let me in, I'll come and paint. Uh, Yeah, we've I've worked with the Kitchen Killers at a bunch of different events, and they're you know what they do. Uh, I've gone to several charity events, uh, like Harley Davidson dealerships. I've live painted at. Oh, nice. um, Orlando City soccer uh, fundraising events. Yep. And yeah, pretty much I've painted in a variety of different things. I even painted on a podcast once. You know, we we sat there and chatted, and I painted. Uh, while you we, were chatting? Yeah, while I was chatting. It was it was Come interesting. On. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I can do both once in a while. I don't. How long have you been painting and how long does it take to get to that point where, because I think about like 
trying to play a song and sing at the same time. Right. I couldn't even try yeah. to do that. Yeah. I, I, I find that a, uh, amazing all on its own. But I've been uh, messing with artwork since I was a kid. Um, but I've been painting and doing it as like a semi-profession about seven years now. And then the live painting aspect's only been a little over a year now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, the Kitchen Killers actually talked me into doing the live painting stuff. Uh, a couple years back, I was kind of lost in what I wanted to do artwork-wise. Uh, we talked off the show a little bit how the conventions aren't really working for me as much yeah. anymore. Um, people are not really... So I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I still have to paint, but I couldn't figure out how to get attention, how to get my name out there. Uh, so they talked me into live painting with them on one of their shows. I really didn't want to do it because I actually don't like people watching me do my work. Sure. Uh, when I first started doing it, you know, I, I was very nervous, even when I would have the camera for the time lapse stuff years ago. That even made me nervous because I'm like, somebody's going to watch this eventually, but at least you could uh, speed up the time on that. Um, but now, you know, trying to go in front of a bunch of people and paint in a certain amount of time, it was nerve wracking. Yeah. But yeah, after doing it about a year now, it's uh, it doesn't bother me as much. Certain events where it's like, you know, uh, some more people or a little bit more on a stage thing, I still get a little nervous at. But I've done so many different things that it's it's becoming second nature to me. And I've gotten faster in just a year. Well, and that's why I played, so we heard from Medeski Martin Wood, that first song is called Bubble House from the album Shack Man. Yeah. That kind of reminded me of the frenetic energy <laughs> that you have when you're painting. And uh, what I love about it is how it all kind of comes together, mm -hmm. right? Like you have this vision and I couldn't see from where I was sitting. I couldn't see if you had sketched stuff out. I'm sure you have. Usually I do. On the yeah. Campus. Yeah. At least but even sketch. so it still looks like it's magically appearing <laughs> and it really is because you still have to do the layers. You still have to do the contours and the oh, yeah. shading and all of that stuff. So before we get to a little bit more about your career and mm -hmm. painting and stuff like that, I need to get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to play a quick game. Sort of a uh, word association game. Okay. The idea here is that uh, just tell me if you're for or against something. Okay. But instead of saying yes or no or up or down, we're going to play a game called All Dressed Up or Nowhere to Go. Okay. What's better than being all dressed up as you are today, as we mentioned in your <laughs> Bowser outfit? Um, uh, it's you feel good about yourself. You're sort of protected from the outside world <clears throat> with this suit of armor that you're wearing because you're not necessarily yourself. And I think this is cosplay, especially mm -hmm. when you're dressed up in cosplay or maybe, you know, when I cosplay as a business person in my suit <laughs> yep, yep. Um, as a as a reasonable adult. Right. Sometimes I cosplay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. Nowhere to go. Who likes that? Right. I know. Cosplay. <laughs> yeah. 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 And 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 yeah 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 my, uh, never mind. So let's not do that. But so if you're for something all dressed up, if you're like, eh, not for me, nowhere to go. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Let's start with driverless cars, self-driving cars, all mm. dressed up or nowhere to go. I would say all dressed up. Yeah. Yeah. Would you get in one right now? Not right now. Okay. I think the technology is still not where it needs to be. 
Uh, I've heard different things where they've, you know, some have gone haywire here and there. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't like to drive. I'm not a big fan, especially doing the convention stuff. And I've driven all the way to my farthest one was Lexington, Kentucky, which was oh, 12 wow, yeah. hours away. So if I could have a car drive me there, you know, I'd go way more things if I didn't have to do the driving. Uh, but yeah, right now, not so much. But you know, I'm sure in like five, ten years, it'll be, it'll be way better. Were you ever, like, as a kid or as you got older with friends, like a, uh, a road trip kind of person? I like road trips to an extent. I liked them when I didn't have to drive. Okay, got Yeah, because, okay. like, uh, my wife and I are getting ready uh, in June. We're heading to the Outer Banks uh, to meet up with my dad and uh, family, uh, doing, like, a family week mm-hmm. vacation together. So they're up in Ohio. So I, I'm looking forward to the drive up there because my wife and I will stop at random spots and check out things. I do like the road trip thing. I just don't like the actual driving part of it. The driving part. Yeah, like if she drives the whole way, then we're good. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, she drove all the way to New Orleans the last time we went. I'm like, yeah, this is nice. I like this. (laughs) So So you were painting and just etching. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a full canvas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. (laughs) That's good. Okay, so next up, uh, professional wrestling, all dressed up or no? All dressed up. Now, we were talking about it. You don't know what happened last night, but last no. night was a big event in wrestling. Correct. It was the Royal Rumble, and I uh, I had to be an adult and go to bed early yep. uh, so I could get here on time Radio and ready to shows. go. <laughs> Jerks. Yeah, I really got to check calendars better. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I love wrestling. I've been into it uh, since I was a kid. There was a small break uh, when Undertaker uh, went a little too far and was crucifying people on live tv where my mom said you're done uh but once i got into like late middle school early high school i got back into it and i absolutely love it and this is our super bowl time this is our time like uh wrestling's um big time season because the royal rumble kicks off the road to wrestlemania yeah absolutely so we're you know last night was like the big excitement one so i got to see most of it i got to catch the uh the end of the men's rumble uh, later today. So no one texts Josh right now with all of the results. <laughs> that would be terrible. That would be terrible. I'd okay. be very sad. You know, just testing to see how many people are actually listening. This really, that's a good thing to know. When uh, growing up in Ohio, then, was that a big thing in the – or did you grow up in Ohio? I did grow up in Ohio. And I, was I that was a big thing in the, uh, in the Midwest was wrestling? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty big. Uh, I would go to a few shows here and there, got mm-hmm. to go to a few Raws when I was younger, and uh, they would pack the house. And especially in my area, I was like Northeast Ohio. Um, so you had to drive to either Pennsylvania, Cleveland, or Columbus to see some of the big stuff. Uh, it didn't really come right to my area or like here in Florida, everything's just like a quick drive to everywhere. So uh, up there, you know, if if Raw came in, you travel to go see Raw, mm. uh, you know, the hour, hour and a half to go check it out. But, yeah, it was pretty big when I was younger. Yeah. And so you were right there on the border with like uh, upstate New York? Uh what is that? No, I was mm. like, uh, if you got Ohio and Pennsylvania, yeah. it's oh, this weird. It's almost yeah. like its own state yeah. because, like, you're comfortable with just jumping across the border to go over to Pennsylvania all the time. Uh, you know, it was a very interesting area. You talk, like, about to other people about Ohio that have come down, like, in the south. And this, we're, my area is very different from the rest of Ohio. Uh, we say, like... Uh, there's different spots in Ohio with the pop and soda thing. Yeah. Uh, there's, um, you know, there's just different little quirky things that Northeast Ohio does that uh, other Ohioans don't, I guess. So let me ask you this, not being from here originally, mm-hmm. all dressed up or nowhere to go, the beach. Uh, if there's a restaurant by, like if I could go and sit at like the top of the restaurant and eat 
and look at the beach. Yeah. All dressed up. Okay. If I'm going directly to the beach to sit on the beach and just chill there and have to like be Deal on the beach. The elements, yeah. Yeah. It's nowhere to go. So, okay. So as long as you can just look at it, but you have access to food yes. and drink. And, and away from the sand. And <laughs> restrooms. Yeah. And you can wear your shoes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm figuring, <laughs> uh, you know, because we've run into each other a few times and you see my Instagram. I'm never not doing something. Mm -hmm. I always need entertainment or to keep my hands busy or something. Uh, so my wife and my mom love the beach. They love going and just sitting there and soaking up the sun and doing nothing else. And it drives me insane. I am so bored. It's I have made crazy, yeah. I have made sand art several times. I have been uh, the last, uh, not the last time, but I went to one the beach one time, and I was really bored. So I started playing in the sand and making things. And this group of like teenagers drove past and were like laughing at me because I was playing in the sand. I'm like. I'm creating something. I don't yeah. know what you guys are doing, but I'm having fun creating <laughs> something. And, you know, I've always been that ever since I was a kid. I've always had to have my hands busy. Uh, and it's, it, you know, you would think you would grow out of it, yeah. but I think the art has made it worse. <laughs> so it's, I always need something to do. We'll go up to um, Flagler Beach, and uh, my mom really likes this winery there. And you could, it's really nice. You could sit on the opposite side of the beach, and you just, you can look right at the beach, but you're on their Hang patio, yeah. tables and everything. But my hands get twitchy. So I take like a deck of cards or something and just play with them in my hands. And then I'm totally chill. I can sit there for hours. But if I don't have anything in my hands to mess with, I'm like, when can we go? When can we leave? What can we do? Can I walk somewhere? <laughs> I, I want to get you some needles and some yarn. And yeah, I feel like yeah. you're going to start making stuff yep, that yeah, way too. Yeah. Even like right now, you can see my hands switching <laughs> yeah. quite a bit because I have nothing to play with. So yeah. it's, uh, I, I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's, it could be diagnosed of something or other, but I use it for the creativeness and I just, and my you brain never stops energy, either. Yeah. Yeah. Like we'll be sitting there and we're supposed to be relaxing and my wife can just just look at me and she goes, what are you planning? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm thinking of a painting. She goes, how are you thinking of a painting right now? I'm like, it'd be sketched out if I had the paper. Right. <laughs> and I go and I steal a napkin and a pen from somewhere and I start sketching it out and then I put it in my pocket and move on for my day. So glad you use your powers for good and yes. not evil. That's really <laughs> a nice thing. Yep. All right. Well, let me ask you this, uh, going back to technology for a second. How do you feel about doorbell cameras? Hmm. Um, All dressed up or nowhere to go? I think maybe nowhere to go mm -hmm. um, because I think they can get like right now. It's another one where today's technology uh, isn't where it needs to be. So you hear about them getting hacked and looked into and and spying on things. I guess it's kind of nice like if uh, if you have kids at home or if you have dogs or something. But yeah, I just I think. I think maybe another five or ten years it'll be a little bit better, but right now, like I don't have one. I just now I do have security cameras because I have uh, we've had our cars messed with a few times. Oh, okay. So there's a line of four security cameras uh, above our garage door to keep it like kind of just show people, hey, don't mess with us. But the ring doorbell thing is like our cameras are not on a system. Yeah. You know, it's just so we have this screen in our house and you can. You could see, and re it records into itself, but it's not hooked up to the internet or anything like that. So people can't peep in on the closed loop. Yeah, yeah, it's just a closed loop. But yeah, um, sure, we don't want to do Bowercars.com <laughs> and just watch your cars. Well, we got the J Bauer Art Batmobile, so yeah, yeah it yeah. would. I'm sure people would dig it. Why is it? Oh, there's like red that. light under me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I yeah. just got Are distracted. Okay? I'm like, why is my foot red? 
<laughs> easily everything, distracted. Everyone listening, everything is all right. Yeah, I just looked. Don't and like, worry I don't about remember it. Remember the red light. So, with all this nervous energy, let me ask you this: oh, uh, sleep, all dressed up, or nowhere to go? Uh, I love sleep. I, I I love it, but I don't get much of it. So, uh, do you have trouble falling asleep? Because it sounds like like I would imagine you would have a lot of issues if your brain is always going. You know? It depends on the time. Like, I can pretty much fall asleep anywhere. Okay. It's um, staying asleep is my problem. Uh, like, uh, this last night, I was kind of thinking about making sure I got up on time, got here on time. I get really nervous and twitchy about making sure I am on time mm -hmm. and, and not messing with somebody else's day. Uh, so I did not sleep too well last night. I uh, I actually passed out really quickly, but an hour or so later, I'm awake and almost wide awake. And that's what happens to me a lot, too, is like I'll sleep and it feels like eight hours and it's been two and I have to sleep for, you know, a couple more hours. But I'm just laying there wide awake going, hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, I wish I could sleep more. I've been trying to do different things, work out more. Uh, I'm just trying uh, the start of the year. Tried to cut off, uh, slowly cut off caffeine mm -hmm. to see if that helps. Because I've been, I used to be able to sleep great when I was younger. But the past five, six, seven years, I, I sleep terribly um i'll go and lay down and I'll, I'll crash real quick but you know i'm up five six times a night and sometimes it's me just waking up other times it's my lovely dogs waking me up sure uh because you know my little uh jacoby abby wants to go out in the middle of the night because she hasn't peed enough <laughs> but you know uh, is it you know is it the uh the idea that you are waking up and you're having to draw something like our ideas coming to you not all not, the time. Can we train you to sleep paint? <laughs> that would be great. Okay, uh, that Let's would be awesome. That. Yeah, we'll definitely look into that. No, it's um, it's just uh, you know, I'll wake up. I'll, I have very weird dreams. I think it's because of the creative mind. Mm -hmm. So I have very detailed and weird and chaotic dreams. Uh, not all the times are they bad, uh, but it's just very active. So sometimes I like I'll, I'll sleep all right, but my dreams were so active, I felt like I've gone through another day on top of. <laughs> A regular day. Uh, so that's interesting. Now, there is times where I wake up in the middle of the night and it's, you know, something clicks or I'm laying there trying to go back to sleep and I'm thinking about like the upcoming event or something. And I'm like, oh, I could do this or oh, I could do this. And I have to write it down or something. I at least write the idea down so it can like click something later because I don't need to be pulling out a sketch pad right next to my wife in the middle of the night. She will probably kill me. Yeah. 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 Sketch pad pillow. Let's look Ooh, at that there we as go. well. We'll do bad business ideas is in the second hour. In the meantime, <laughs> let's continue to get to know Josh a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Cursive, all dressed up or nowhere to go? Nowhere the, to go. The writing style, not Nowhere to go. Uh, I, I never liked it as a kid. You learned it as a kid. I though. did learn it as okay. a kid. I, um, I was in one of those last few classes or generations, mm -hmm. I think, that were learning it. Uh, so I do know it. I, very, I don't think I ever use it. Um, even my signature is just chicken scratch. That's not mm. even, you couldn't even call it cursive. Yeah, I know. I faked it a few times. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I like um, to have people on that I've quote unquote, and I'm doing air quotes here, <laughs> stolen their identity. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Good luck with mine. I don't know if it would help you at all. It's not. Yeah, my credit yeah. is terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm giving this one. Here you go. I yeah. am metaphorically thank you, giving thank back you. your identity. <laughs> right. 
now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you learned it, but uh, were you drawing at that time when you were learning cursive? Or um, no, I didn't realize what I was capable of because uh, a lot of my stuff comes from talent. Uh, uh, comes from my family, uh, mm-hmm. my dad's side. My dad and my his mom were very talented. Uh, my grandmother was uber talented on drawing. She could just sit there and look at me and look at some other stuff and sketch it all out. I have a couple of her paintings. She she painted amazingly. She painted like I have this painting of bunnies and they look realistic. Like you could almost take them off the yeah. canvas. Uh, she was incredibly talented. So that's where a lot of my style comes from. But I didn't really understand what I could do until I got older. Like uh, early middle school, I was bored one summer and I had these little Looney Tune stickers. So I was bored and I sketched them out like three times the size. And they looked amazing. And I showed my mom. And she goes, you trace these. I go, no. And I showed her the tiny little. And she goes, oh. But even then, really didn't figure out what I could do until about high school when yeah. I started taking every class available uh, for art in high school. And I was doing stuff. And some of the kids were just kind of looking at me going, how? And I'm like, what do you mean? Because it's just natural to me. Um, and, and, you know, I've gotten better with practice. But a lot of stuff just... I just do it, and that I don't really know how. Inherently, yeah. Yeah, and I, I like my senior class. I, I used to make all the other kids angry because I would just knock out art. You know, you had for the senior studio, you had to have like ten pieces or something. I had at least twenty. I took up two tables <laughs> at the at the thing, and just kids are just looking at me, going, "Really?" I go, "What do you want from me? <laughs> this nice. is what I do." Uh, so yeah, yeah, I've uh, never been in the cursive. I, I don't. Right. I don't think going back I, to the original question. Going back you, to the yes. original question, I I I do like the idea of adults using it now for secret coding because so kids can't read. Yeah, so kids can't read it. I do like that idea. That's pretty funny. And uh, you you have your dogs too, so you could write it so that your dogs couldn't read it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. They're very they're very uh, well at reading. It's it's amazing. Oh my gosh. Dogs are some of the best readers mm-hmm. that we have left, as according to the publication industry, which is dying. Uh, so moving on <laughs> to happier times, how about crowd chair scooters? So we just got them oh, here in Orlando. Yes, yes. Um, All dressed up or nowhere to go? I've heard the pros and cons about them because, uh, okay. you know, other radio shows have talked about them quite a bit. Uh I I would say right now all dressed up. I think it's pretty cool, and it's uh, gets you know gets you around. It gets people that don't have the ability to get, you know, a vehicle or whatever, or don't want to walk. It you don't gives have to them pedal. Yeah, you don't have to pedal, so that's really cool. I, I I definitely think it's a good idea. I think it, another one of those ones that could be tweaked because I've heard a lot of people just like leave them randomly because people are terrible and can't put things back where they belong. Um, yeah, you see them in the middle of uh, uh, par- not parking lots, but uh, sidewalks and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, so that's Maybe some parking lots. Probably some parking yeah. lots. Um, yeah, so I'm not a big fan of that, but the idea of it is really mm-hmm. cool. Um, we've been in a couple of spots. Excuse me. Um, that I thought it would be really cool to scoot around on them, but uh, my wife and I are not the best coordinated people, so I'm sure one or both of us would biff hard. <laughs> so they're not for you, but you think in general? Yeah, I yeah. think they'd be really cool. I, I may try them once, uh, just to you know, because it's one of those like novelty things too. Sure. You're like just walking around and going, oh, that could be pretty fun. But do you uh, want to get some tandem scooters going? Do you think that would be better for you and your oh, wife? Oh no, that'd no, be even that worse. Would. Okay. Because then I have to Great. rely on her, and oh. <laughs> okay. Hope she's not listening. 
Uh, she's probably still sleeping. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> uh, tiny houses, all dressed up or nowhere oh, to go. I really like those. I love those. Uh, I could never do it because mm-hmm. I'm an artist and have canvases sitting everywhere. Uh, definitely what if an all dressed house. What the tiny house was made out of canvas? That'd be fun during a hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would be cool to paint on them all the time, though. Because yep. you could, you know. Just Pop it out, put up a new one. Oh, and yeah, that would again. be sharp. Yeah. I, I would definitely like that a lot. That's probably whenever I buy a house, all my walls will be covered with, like, I want to do murals on my own walls and mm-hmm. stuff. Or uh, my one would be, like, making fake brick through the house because I love the New York style scene. Yeah. Um, so so I, you would paint the fake brick? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, uh, you know, the painting that's here is painted to be fake wood so i've gotten mm-hmm. fake wood down so, you know maybe the next one's fake brick great i've got some flooring <laughs> there and we some go for you to do it's yeah. a whole new outlet yeah the tiny homes I, i've seen quite a few of them i really like them i love the ideas and i think my wife and i would really dig them i think we could definitely live in one um it just would be the art studio aspect like i would have to have, so a, have, separate to have a separate tiny home yeah. or or a separate studio or something to store everything uh cuz i've got canvases everywhere <laughs> so overall other than the canvases are you a do you like have a lot of stuff do you have you gotten rid of stuff have you never been a person who you know, was pack rat ish. I'm will. a bit of a pack rat. I try to. I've been actually cleaning out a lot of stuff, getting rid of a lot of stuff. But as an artist, there is a lot of crap that I keep. Just like, oh, I'm going to use that eventually. Oh, I'm yeah. going to make that. And then I also, I do like to collect things. Um, for a while, I was collecting like wrestling action figures and getting those signed. And then I had like, I had like three or four walls covered with different signed memorabilia from different conventions because I've been to all kinds of different ones. So I have uh, wrestlers, celebrities, TV, movies, everything uh, all signed, different comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wish I could be one of more more of those minimalist type people, but I like my sign stuff and I like collecting things. I get this little like giddy thing of collecting things, uh, and then I just started back into Legos now. So <laughs> I gotta. Yeah, it feels like we're gonna build the tiny house of your dreams out of the things that you own. Yeah, if we could build it out of Legos, that'd be really cool. That would be cool. It'd be yeah. very heavy. It would be very. It's heavy. not gonna be portable. But- but at least at it wouldn't all. blow away. And I always worry about the hurricane stuff. Like with the Florida stuff, I always worry about like something tiny or anything like mm-hmm. home-wise like that. I'm like, a hurricane's going to come. <laughs> yeah, my understanding is wherever you land, that's where you live. Oh, then. is that how that works? Yeah, I okay. think so. I'm okay. not really sure. <laughs> uh, all right, let's leave it at this for now. Thank you so much for uh, for letting us get to know you a little bit better. All dressed up or nowhere to go, cobbler. The dessert, not the person who fixes your shoes. <laughs> oh, well, for the person fixing his shoes, definitely. Uh, sure. Definitely the good way. But um, uh, I don't think I've had it. I'm trying to think. The, now, the mad scientist from Kitchen Killers, uh, he's made just about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's made cobbler. So... I don't know if I'd like it or not. It's a okay. dessert, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm kind of into all kinds of desserts. What's your favorite dessert then? Uh, I love brownies. Okay. That's like my go-to. Um, ice cream, no ice cream? Uh, oh, with the brownies? Yeah. Um, no ice cream with the brownies. I like ice cream by itself. Um, I, 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 If it's there, I'll take it. But yeah, I love a good brownie. Just grab and go with a good brownie with maybe some uh, chocolate frosting on it because mm-hmm. you're just getting chocolate overload. Um I'm a big fan of Oreos. Uh, I eat way too many of those. Um, and and the mad scientist has made some amazing cakes throughout the uh, year yeah. or so working with them. 
So he did, uh, I can't remember what my birthday cake was, uh, but we did a show right around my birthday, and he made this, I want to say Oreos were involved, but he made this fantastic cake for me. And, oh, man, I had I got to take, like, half of it home after the show, and I lived on that for, like, a week. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, and I'm not really, I'm not a huge sweets person. Um, I, I've never been like, like a kid digging into candy. Like I'd keep my Halloween Doesn't candy seem forever. Like you would need a lot of sugar. No, not, yeah. no. Um, but yeah, I do indulge once in a while, but yeah, like, oh, and a good cheesecake too. Like if okay. we're, if we go out to a restaurant or something and I see cheesecake on the Wait, menu. if we go out to a restaurant? Yes, you and, you I, and I, we're, we're going out. Uh, okay, my wife we're and I. cheesecake. <laughs> yes. If we go out, we, we can definitely get some cheesecake. Okay. I'll hook you up. That sounds good. <laughs> All right, Josh. Well, let's leave it at that for now. Josh okay. Bauer can be found at jbauerart.com, B-A-U. E-R art and Jay Bauer art on pretty much all the social medias. Yes. And you can see some of his live painting on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, if you wanted to check that out as well, let's play a song right now. This is going to be falling off maps because that sounded appropriate. <laughs> you are here on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Typewriters. There are so many reasons you might want one. Maybe you own an Etsy shop and you want to send some unique thank you notes with your orders. As a writer, you could use one to unlock your inner Hemingway. So many reasons, but don't go out and buy one when you can simply rent one. Yes, Card and Fast is the typewriter rental service that no one saw coming. Check out all the machines at cardandfast.com. Now, back to the show. Falling off maps on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was You Are Here from a song. That was the song. Sorry. The album was A Seaside Town in Winter. So it implies that you're in a seaside town in winter and we're in a landlocked city in what is ostensibly winter because we're in Florida. Yes. Which occasionally feels like winter. Occasionally. This morning it was a little cool. It was a little cool. It was not too bad. But it was warmer than I thought. I like have a scarf on, I have a hoodie. Yeah, you were pretty done up. I'm ready to go. I had the Bowser outfit on, so I was nice and toasty. You were you're gonna be warm for a few days after taking that off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna be recovering from that. The uh, person (laughs) and people you were hearing are myself. My name is Nick. Good morning. I'm your host, uh, to a certain degree. And I do this every week, every week, very special guest uh, this week for episode 145. Nice job. Is Josh Bauer of Josh Bauer of jbauerart.com. That's B-A-U-E-R. Art after the R of the, ah, it's confusing. Uh, We lost Just spell it out. (laughs) Like Uh, Jack Bauer. You could look up uh, Josh on, wait, any relation? Uh, no. Okay, not, great. Not, not that uh, I know. Of. So you can look up Josh on all of the major social medias. Correct. Find him there. You could see his artwork and mm-hmm. the stuff that he's doing. And one of the interesting things, so we talk a little bit on the walkover, but one of the things I always find interesting for artists especially is art, just like anything else, becomes commoditized mm-hmm. where people feel like it should be this amount of money mm-hmm. because they don't understand <laughs> or appreciate the work that goes into it. Right. And so a friend of mine um, reminded me not too long ago that 
you have to remember that it's not just and, – and I do this with my own stuff. So if I'm writing something, um, I don't put much value on it because writing comes fairly easily mm-hmm. for me. But you know, his point is it's not mm-hmm. the piece. It's not the paragraph. It's not what you're getting right there. It's all the practice right. that went into you being able to do this. And even if it's quickly, mm-hmm. but all the practice, all the, the 30 years or 20 years or however long it is right. of practice that went into your skill set. Oh, for sure. That is, that's what you're getting paid for. Mm-hmm. And so when people don't have an appreciation or don't have – maybe not an appreciation is the right word, but have no – uh, no way of thinking about that, no mm-hmm. perspective on that. Yeah, because they're just seeing the end product. I mean, especially with um, when I'm at a convention and I have a lot of people having a hard time understanding what all I do because mm-hmm. um, I have this, I'll get like a full big booth. I have the paintings behind me. I have prints in front of me of the paintings and we're getting more and more people in that haven't been to conventions for years. So they don't understand how it all works or and this is what a I'm doing. Comic convention. Yeah, this comic book convention. fiction, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Yeah. Where the type of art that you do, which is typically going to be uh, fan art, but Correct. you do a lot of different things. I don't oh, wanna, yeah. I don't want to pigeonhole yeah, you. Yeah, I, I walk this uh, Garrett from Hanging with Webb. She always says I walk this fine line between the fan art and the fine art. Mm. Uh, and I, I walk like a day walker type thing. I can yeah. walk in and out of both because my art style, even the fan art stuff looks like fine art because it's on canvas it's a painting but the way i do it and create it it's it's not a basic and and not to shoot down any other artists or anything but you know there's a lot of artists that all look alike you know you can't tell them when you're you're looking at artist alley in a convention it you can't tell which booth is which you know when you come to my booth it's it's a whole you different a view and, yeah. but yeah when it comes to the money stuff it's um cuz now even now it's hard for me to judge my prices and I'm constantly getting yelled at by guys like the kitchen killers and stuff because I don't charge enough. I'm like, these are the prices that make them move once in a while. If I go and try to charge more, they're never going to move. Um, so like the canvas sitting behind us is a 12 by 36 inch canvas. I usually charge 200 for that, but that one was done in about an hour and a half. So some people like see one get painted live or something and they're like you're charging 200 dollars for that you you did it in an hour or an hour and a half right i'm like yes but it has taken me a year of live painting to get this fast number one and then another 20 some years to have the ability to do this at all yeah and they just they don't understand the 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 sweat the the hard times or the times where you go and take a canvas and turn it around because if you don't you may light it on fire you know it's i have uh one of those sitting at home right now because it just isn't working right is it now is it like a situation where you left your oven on are you trying to remember if you set that on fire before (laughs) you left Uh, i'm pretty sure i did not okay great May need to text my wife later. <laughs> yeah. May want to Could check Could you on please that. check fire canvas? Um, but yeah, it's just one of those ones that uh, it was actually um, a – because I do fairies because um, I'm trying to branch out and do my own things, not just the uh, the fan art, but I'm doing my own fairies working with different cosplayers and stuff. So fairies, when we say it, just because we're saying it on the radio, Correct. fairies with the wings yep. and they're flying around, yeah, like, not the you – know, Boat traveling, <laughs> yeah, type no, of not situation. the boat, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. You never know; there might be a whole fairy uh, con industry out there that we don't know about. Yeah, there could be. There, yeah. There's a con for everything. So, but you're doing some original uh, intellectual property. That's mm-hmm. the fairies. So, um, you also do obviously, if anybody wanted a uh, custom piece done, yes, uh, you could do that as well. Oh, yeah. So, just kind of 
that's the gamut of what you do. But I'm always curious about, yeah, that part of it, like people understanding the work and the la- and having to have all the materials and having to have all that, the investment right. of everything that goes into original art. Let me ask you this, because you do prints as well. Correct. Um, one thing I've found about doing cons is, and for the people who haven't gone before, the people who don't go to comic cons on a regular basis, mm-hmm. I encourage you to go. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Start small though. <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot of fun, and but what's going to happen is you're going to get overwhelmed and mm-hmm. and everything, but you're also going to go by, especially the uh, artist alley, mm-hmm. and you're going to start looking, but trying not to make eye contact with the artist. <laughs> don't make eye contact. This is a, this is a situation you don't want to uh, necessarily feel like you're you're obligated to buy something, or you, right. but the artists love to talk about their work. Oh yeah, and they just so, love to talk about people too, or talk yeah. to people because it makes you're it sitting go there way for yeah. yeah, you're sitting there for at least eight hours. And you're just walking, watching people walk past and walk past and walk past. And it just, it gets so boring and yeah. so tiring. And and, it, and especially when I've been doing it seven years now, you know, you just walk into a convention, you're going, what kind of con are we dealing with? Are we dealing with people that, you know, if, if they at least want to come talk to you, you don't have to buy something, but at least come talk to you, take a card. You know, it, it's, that's nice all on its own. Uh, but just sitting there and getting ignored the whole time is kind of rough. Now, I will say, because I have yelled at people going going past my booth, uh, if you say something looks really cool or you really like this piece or something and you don't stop and take a card, artists like myself will yell at you to take a card. I, I've done that. I was at MegaCon a few years back, and I'm in this interesting area where you only could see me coming from the front because there's two big walls next to me. Yeah. So as soon as somebody passed, I watched them, and they would point out a specific piece or look at something. I'm like, you can come take a card. I won't bite, I swear. You know, I've, I've had all those icebreakers to try to get people to come and say hi to at least take the card because you know they like your work a little bit. So let me ask you this. What was one or two of, like, without a sale, what were one or two of the best interactions that you've had oh, while man. doing cons? Um. Interacting with kids that like artwork is always interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of specific things, but it, it's it's always cool to sit there to chat with a kid that is, um, and especially like a teenager or something, because they're really getting into what they can do and stuff, and chatting with them and trying to encourage them. Because I always hear kids uh, say, you know, oh, I can never do this, or I can't do that, or I'm not there yet. I'm like, when I was your age, I wasn't even close to this. You know, it's taken me 10 years to get to where I'm at or I've been out live painting and the kids are like, oh, I could never do that. I'm like a year ago. I couldn't. I'm like, you need to find somebody that'll push you uh, if you're uh, as stubborn as I am. But always those conversations are very cool. Um, I actually got to talk to um, a storyboard artist for Jaws, and I was talking to him back and forth and didn't realize who he was until somebody came up and told me, oh, he's blah, 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 the story, one of the story artists for Jaws. I'm like, oh, because <laughs> Jaws is one of my favorite movies. Sure. And uh, so it was really cool chatting with him. Um, I got to meet the, I want to say it was the creator of R2-D2, like the guy that built him. So I got to chat with him back and forth for a little bit and he signed one of my R2-D2 prints and, uh, and then it was kind of, it was kind of sad because like short time afterwards he passed away. Mm. 
so I always have like that kind of moment where it's like, okay, that was pretty cool uh, that I got to meet him. He loved my work and we got to talk about R2-D2 yeah. a little bit. And uh, I gave him one of my prints and he really enjoyed it. So still, I, still the coolest droid in my mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love R2. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, but yeah, I remember those a lot. I've had a lot of cool like the, the celebrity things. Um but there's different fans here and there that uh, that have found me over the years that have come back. Oh, I have this piece of yours, or I have this piece, or oh, that's very nice. Yeah, you know, or some people that just like they come up and say hi, but they don't interact much on social media. But they come and say hi and they go, oh, I've been following you for years, and I'm like, oh, okay, because you know social media hides stuff, you know the way the algorithm well, really works tell. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Unless you don't see everybody it, yeah. or everything, and uh, I always love those or. Um, people that have heard about me from other things or, you know, Kitchen Killers, different podcasts here and there. And uh, the weirdest one to me, and I just experienced this the other day, is when I inspire people. I will never understand that. Like, until the day I die. Because I, I, me, I'm just this dude painting random pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. I've never been viewed. I never think of myself. I have other people that inspire me. Sure. But me inspiring Thank someone you. else. You're yes, welcome. Of, of course you. Of course. <laughs> um but I've never had, I, I never thought of me inspiring someone else. Mm-hmm. So we were just at the uh, Tom and Dan uh, celebrity, celebrity foot golf um, after party. And uh, this was a couple weekends ago. And a uh, fellow uh, Tom and Dan listener, uh, artist, uh, we've been friends on social media for a little while now, but we finally got to meet in person. And we're talking back and forth. And he's like kind of getting into things, starting to get into it more and trying to get into cons and stuff like that. And he's as, like at the more of the beginning stage. As far as artwork goes, yeah, he does his custom yeah. artwork and, and his own art. He's um, he's he's an awesome guy, but he's like, yeah, you really inspire me. I go, do what now? <laughs> I'm like, and I kind of just look at him because I'm in this weird port part of my life, too, where I don't really know where to go with my artwork. It's not selling as much as I'd like and things to that nature. Um, so I'm kind of in this weird, dark place that mm-hmm. I'm trying to dig myself out of. So for him to go, oh, will you inspire me? I'm like, I have trouble getting out of bed sometimes. How am I inspiring you? He goes, dude, you're always going. He goes, you finish a pa- three paintings in one week. He's like, I can't even finish one piece in a month. He's like, you never stop. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And he's like, you're at every event. You're at every shindig. You're at, you know, you're on this podcast. You're going to this show. I go, that's just me. Yeah. (laughs) And I never realized that it could inspire somebody. Sure. I've had, uh, I had, there was um, Suicide Prevention Month. Um, I put, uh, I posted something in there to just kind of raise awareness. I posted something on social media and somebody commented on there saying that, my posts daily and what I do daily keeps them going. I go, and it just blew my mind. I never even thought of that. Like somebody's just, he's like, I don't comment much. I don't say much um, just because I'm a real introvert. But, you know, all the things you do with your life and getting there and doing your stuff is a huge inspiration and keeps me going. And I'm like, I just paint pretty pictures. <laughs> you know, that's always my thing is I just paint pretty pictures. And, you know, I've never even thought of doing something like that. Uh, so it, it was it was really cool to find that out. And I got I've got to meet that person and a person in person. Yeah. And, and we chatted a little bit and it was just like I was blown away. So that was that's one of those ones that are really cool in person uh, meetups. 
Let me ask you this, because you kind of allude to it in terms of uh, how things sell and how often they sell and what's mm -hmm. going on in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. But cons have changed. You've been doing the cons and stuff. You've been doing your art for a lot longer. Mm -hmm. But the cons have changed over the last even seven years. Oh, yeah. Even uh, the last few years. But yeah. they've gone from a place where the, you know, what we would consider the fan Mm -hmm. uh, or the 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 person who nerded out on something, who Correct. really geeked out on something, oh, yeah. would read all of the comic books or all of the novelizations mm -hmm. or all of this, that, or the other, and they were the ones going to the cons. Correct. Um, and now you have all sorts of fans yes. going, um, some of the more casual fans mm -hmm. who are maybe just watching the movies, but you also have, you know, the first time I saw somebody cosplaying for Welcome to Night Vale, mm. I was blown away by that because it's like, oh, okay, now we're cosplaying and being fans of podcasts oh, wow. and things of that nature yeah um so now we have a much bigger variety of people along with that i would say the last seven years have been a gift and a curse for the artist mm. in terms of online stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right because now i can go to etsy right and compete with eight eight million other artists which is fantastic oh, because yeah. i see that variety but also, it's harder to get noticed. Oh yeah, yeah, and all of that. So, what's your takeaway from all of that right now? Like over the course of the seven years, I know one <laughs> of the things. So, one of the things you're doing is the live painting. Mm -hmm. So, you will go to an event and live paint right there, correct? And do that as part of a, uh, you know, as part of the entertainment, as mm -hmm. part of the uh, uh, to make the event a little bit different. Oh yeah, but well, also to do something that is, you know, still I think meaningful to you right yeah it definitely brought back my love of art because the like i said the dark place that i've been in um it's been going on three or three years or so because it was we were getting going to conventions and doing lots of them and i just kept i was going from making a decent amount of money making you know i went to a megacon where i doubled what i put in uh, that was like 2016. That was like my last amazing convention, and then uh, uh, you know it's years not after cheap that. To go, oh no! Like especially for... one like MegaCon or Tampa, yeah. these bigger shows. It's you know it could run to from 500 to a thousand for a booth, and I buy a 10 by 10 booth. I, I get out of Artist Alley because part of the problem with Artist Alley, it's great, but it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. You're yeah. all on top of each other, and you only get the small table space. I paint canvases that are 24 by 36 inch poster size. So to try to fit all that into this little table is not possible. So I get a whole big booth, which adds extra costs. So I was going to these shows, and, and slowly but surely, I was getting less and less money, less and less people wanting to buy. And, and then I got to a point where I wasn't even, not even breaking even. I, I would go to shows and, and lose money. So that's I, I got into this dark spot, and it's uh, it's been rough to try to get out of it, um, because when your stuff's not selling, you're looking at yourself going, "What am I doing wrong?" Yeah, what's wrong with me? Yeah, what's wrong with my artwork? Yeah. Why don't people like it? Why aren't people into it? You know, even social media is kind of rough anymore because the way all the algorithms are, your stuff's not getting seen. You all know. praise the mighty algorithm. <laughs> we will not anger you. But, you know, just last year, uh, like the last bit of last year on Instagram was the first time I had one post for the first time hitting uh, over 100 likes. I, I've been on Instagram for six plus years, never 
hit over 100. You know, and then this year, the painting sitting behind me uh, beat two of my goals and went over to 331 likes. I'm like, okay, well, there blew out all my goals for 2020. I'll just sit back and relax now. Uh, but yeah, it's it is rough and interesting. And I've actually cut out a lot of conventions now. Um, I more go with them with uh, the Hanging with Web Show, who's a YouTube channel. I team up with them and live paint at their booth so I can at least go meet some people. People can see what I'm doing, but I don't have to worry about the costs. I don't have to worry about being stuck at my booth trying to sell artwork and people ignoring me. Yeah. You know, it's and, also nice to walk around and see what else is going on. And oh, what yeah. Other artists are doing and stuff like that. Well, and I've been doing it for so many years. I have tons of friends in yeah. the art world now. And it's I, actually I was just at a convention a couple of weeks ago. And there wasn't many of my friends there. A lot of the people that I went with in this last seven years are kind of disappearing and doing their own thing, trying to do the online stuff. And it's definitely changing. And now you're seeing a lot of other artists come out, uh, which is great, gives other people opportunities. But I have no idea how they're going. It's it's a very changed world. And you don't have those people that walk up to, you know, see a, a Spider-Man canvas and go, oh, my God, and drop $200, $200 on it. You know, that, that Megacon I was talking about, I had one guy, he was a young guy. I don't even know where he got all the money from, uh, but he bought uh, almost $1,000 worth of canvases. Oh, wow. Yeah. He just, he bought like a couple big ones, a couple small ones. And like, he, he, he was my favorite person of the day, probably the decade. <laughs> you know, I love that guy, but I've never seen him again. Yeah. And I, I went to the Megacon right after that and he wasn't there, you know, and that Megacon didn't do as well. So it's uh, it's very interesting, and I've been in this um, this time frame of re redesigning, reclaiming, rebuilding, as Seth Rollins from Wrestling would say, uh, and it's been going on over a year or so to just figure out where do I need to go, what what events do I have to do? I'm like right now, I'm just booking. I just booked a event in October. I'm going to be a part of a car show with the Jay Bauer Art Batmobile. Oh, nice! And then I can sell my artwork too. Yeah, so yeah, my car yeah. is going to be in one spot, and then I'll be kind of close with my artwork to see how that goes. I'm putting so my maybe car. Try different events. Yeah, and I'm putting my nature, car into yeah. the Sci-Fi Bartow Art Show in February, or a car show, which is like a big event, but they have a car show as well. And then, like, I'm going to paint at a Harley Davidson dealership later in uh, February. So I'm just going to random places to see, you know, do you like my work? <laughs> so should mention that uh, Sci-Fi Bartow is coming up as, long, as well as the Space Coast Comic Con. Correct. And you'll be at both of those uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So if people want to see you live, they can do that there. Yep. They can go to jbauerart.com. Mm -hmm. um, have you thought of breaking into people's houses painting and then sending them an invoice i have not but i will start that this week okay let's do that let's talk about that offline um yeah, we yeah, have let's to trademark actually, now yeah let's go ahead and take a break okay. because we're at the end of the first hour already wow yeah i'm a joy to talk to uh we will hear a song and then we'll come up with other bad business ideas awesome in a moment but let's listen to dj logic uh, this is from the album Project Logic, which is fun to say five times fast. Uh, this is Flat as a Board on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. If you are enjoying this show as much as I enjoy talking to Josh, consider subscribing. I talk to a bunch of people from around Orlando who are doing neat things. Musicians, artists, improv performers, actors, entrepreneurs, and a bunch of others. How can you resist? Now back to the show.
Neil Hefty and his orchestra on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. That was a song that I played because of my guest, because that felt very much like something he would listen to mm-hmm. when he's doing his artwork. Oh, uh, yeah. Josh Bauer is here, if you have not seen his work yet. jbauerart.com. I would encourage you to go there and check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, though, we have a segment now as a successful businessman, <laughs> artist, everything else. We have to do a segment right now um, called Bad Business Ideas. Mm-hmm. Bad Business Ideas. It's time to pick just one. It's going to be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come Yes, bad business ideas. We're definitely not just using jargon and popular corporate speak mixed with other words and making something up, right? (laughs) No, I'm asking you that. Are we doing that? uh, Yeah, totally. Okay, great. So what we're looking at here and talking about bad business ideas is really, you know, things that opportunities that are there. That okay. no one's taken advantage of. Mm. So speaking of mixing corporate speak and jargon with other things, okay. let's talk about it for a second. Mm-hmm. Sustainable, sustainability, that's a word we hear a lot. Right. And this is just the practice one. So we're not doing your bad business ideas yet, Okay. of which you will have two, okay. and of the two, you will have to pick one. And of that one, you will actually have to run that business okay. and, until it's either profitable or you're in jail. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Sounds so good. So it usually ends <laughs> one of those two ways. I'm sure it's I'll the, be honest uh, the with second you, the history one. of almost four years <laughs> of doing this, uh, I've had to pay bail several times yeah. with the profits from some of the other companies. Oh, okay. That's how it works. Guys. Sustainable insects, though. Like what I like to do with bad business ideas is mix the word with something you wouldn't usually hear with it. Okay. Sustainable insects. Mm-hmm. Very easy to do. What we're looking at there is uh, insects that uh, potentially an extermination company okay. that would go in, but instead of killing them with some sort of chemical, we reuse them for the protein that they can provide. <laughs> Very sustainable, especially in Florida. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Take those roaches. Uh, create some sort of protein powder that you can use in your smoothies. Oh, man. <laughs> you have a look on your face. It, uh-huh. it feels like a grimace, but I feel like you're also, it's kind of like well, I know, through your head. I know some people actually do, like there's some cultures or some different things where they uh, they do that. Yeah. Uh, not not from the people's houses, but they, you know, grind up the, the sure. bugs for protein and stuff. I will never... <laughs> <laughs> like in my head like even if you didn't tell me i swear i would be able to know that there was a roach dust in my, my smoothie okay so i wasn't going to say anything about the water but oh, the water oh. <laughs> you are currently drinking i thought it is a little off a little it has a, a few you legs missed the leg yeah yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, missed yeah, the yeah. leg You're just picking them out of your teeth <laughs> so that's the idea behind it could we take other words like uh synergy insects or mm-hmm. scalable insects mm-hmm. Or, you know, is there like a is there a, a full service insect uh, right. sort of thing? Like, for example, you know, instead of having again, we're trying to avoid, you know, be green. We're trying to avoid the chemicals. OK. Could we just get for the insects that you have in your house, bigger insects to eat the smaller insects? I think that totally works. And then, and then you could see the big ones. Insects, so you could squish them. 
Well, no, then you would get even bigger oh. insects to eat those. Again, it would have to be green. Yeah. You yeah. would have to keep the circle of life as we learned. Then you in eventually that movie. get like a dog and then something to eat the dog, like a lion. I'm not sure that you want to eat the dog. Well, you, but you keep going and going. You know, I mean, you're eventually going to run out of big insects. So what's okay, after so big insects? So we're just going to go to apex predators in your mind. <laughs> yeah, we jump. Yeah. yeah all right. Uh, my dogs right. have eaten a few bugs, so I you think it what? totally works. Or I, maybe I, cat I, to dog to. Josh, <laughs> this is why you're perfect for this segment. Josh, may I call you Josh? Yes. Great. <laughs> Let me set a scene for you. Okay. The place is an art gallery in Italy. Uh-oh. <laughs> I thought this would appeal to you. The time was a few weeks ago. Okay. Gardeners were cutting back some ivy from a wall and discovered a hidden metal door. It was rusted shut. Mm-hmm. Behind the door, guess what? There's art. Yes, there was. A painting thought to have been stolen by uh, Gustav Klimt, so the guy who created The Kiss. Okay. You know, that very famous piece. It's kind of gold and really beautiful. Okay. Uh, So they thought it had been stolen about 20 years ago. Turned out it was just behind this door. It was covered up. That's crazy. People couldn't find it. But we've heard these kind of stories, right? Like famous masterworks, like hidden away. Somebody's attic. Or, yeah, or yeah. hidden behind. Like there's always that one that's behind the picture of the painting of the um, clown. Right, Like they right. peel it back oh, and there's yeah, the yeah, Picasso yeah. underneath cool. or something like that. Yeah. Artist works. Uh, it got me thinking, like, why are people hiding this stuff? Maybe we could start a company that uses some kind of echolocation or sonar technology to check buildings for secret compartments and treasure and go on Goonie-style adventures. That actually sounds like fun. <laughs> right. We could do that, yeah, I'm waiting for the butt. But instead, I'm going to pitch a company that helps hide people's artwork. See, that works too, though. Right? Because, like, because obviously me, there's a need. Right. Because, like, 20, 30, 50 years from now, it's like, I need some artwork hidden. So yeah. it becomes like, like when I die, it's super popular. And valuable. And yeah. valuable. And then, yeah, then they'll find it behind, like, a McDonald's driveway or something. <laughs> exactly yeah. where you might have been living yeah, at the time. Yeah, like, you know, you know how they pull the panels out? We'll hide one there. Oh, yep. And then when it, like, you know, if McDonald's ever goes out of business, which I hope not because they feed me 90% of the time. Uh, but, you know. I'm you pretty know, sure we have no they'll chance They'll find a closed down one. Yeah. And then, you know, it, they slide it up and it's, you know. <laughs> I'm liking where you're going with this. Guess what the name of this new organization is? Oh, man. Paint Remover. <laughs> and the tagline? Absence makes the art grow fonder. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, yeah. Th- yeah. This one's winning. What do winning. you think about this, this one's so winning. Yeah, oh. I'm totally down. Josh, this is just number uno. I, 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 dose. Well, yeah. I just need to work on that, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, there's there's more to come. So okay. hold all of your horses. Okay. Are, are you holding them? I, I got them. Great. They're really tiny, but I got them. Okay. Second idea, the iPhone. Maybe okay. you're familiar. Maybe. That's, like that's a, the, the little one, right? It's the small one, okay, yes, as it, opposed to the large one that you draw on. <laughs> yeah, that you don't yeah. draw on, but other no, people No, no, can. I can't afford that. <laughs> like a lot of cutting-edge technology mm-hmm. that needs to push the cutting edge, the iPhone 11 has a chip in it that makes it better, faster, smarter, more resolution, whatever right. it does. But it's not approved everywhere yet. Oh, okay. So what they have to do is they actually have to know where the phone is Mm-hmm. so that they can turn the chip off where it's not approved yet. Okay. Now, this is uh, a little bit disheartening because now you are tracked without your knowledge. So even if you right. take 
turn off location services, mm -hmm. you're still being tracked because they have to turn that chip on and off. Okay. Like different really uh, countries or something? Different countries, maybe even um, like if you're close to the border or something. I'm not uh, really sure okay. exactly how that Interesting. works. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to be untrackable, what they're mm -hmm. testing right now is an actual physical switch on the iPhone. <laughs> like a light switch? Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can turn it on and off almost like your volume. Like how located do you want to be? Okay. So that is that seems insane to me. That seems oh, really yeah. crazy. Like, why would you go to all that trouble? Now, why are we so against being tracked? Because people might find out where we're going. Right. Until now. Okay. With our new company, MapBest. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're actually going to give you, let's say you, Josh mm -hmm. Bauer. Yep. JBauerArt.com. Yes. Uh, we're going to give you the ability to set your location with MapBest of the best places you can go. Okay. So you're, it's going to show you going to church. <laughs> it's going to show you going to uh, Second Harvest Food Bank there to we volunteer. Go. There we go. It's going to show you going to the library. <laughs> it's going to show you you like not necessarily reading to See, kids. See, that's but where that's I would lose though with the library one because people know I can't read. So yeah, it would. But I... you could you could be going there and looking at art books. Oh, or there we go. Okay. Talking to kids about art. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Cool. So you're being and looking 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 at art 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 all the time, just not where you just are exactly. Places. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mm. map best. What do you think about that one? That one's pretty good. That one's pretty good. I feel like uh I feel like people could cause a lot more trouble with that one. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, yeah. Or like wives would never trust their husbands again. <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's yeah. 2020. I'm just used or to my wives, wife never trusting me on anything. Wives so. may not trust wives. Yeah, husbands exactly. Husbands may not trust yeah, we're, husbands. We're not discriminating. Yeah, yet. no, 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 yeah. not at all. But or aliens don't trust other aliens. You know, we got can't know. even just keep it human. So here's the thing. I don't know that this technology is being used by... Uh, significant others or partners it's more the, to track. The, the I think it's government. more the government and the companies yeah. and the corporations and such. So really, that's who we're going to be tricking, okay. if you will. <laughs> yeah, see, that one sounds way more illegal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that one's definitely way more illegal. Like All the jail right, time so and the like... and the uh, the the money to get you out would be just. We don't have that kind of funds. <laughs> okay. All right. So what do you think then between the two? You have MapBest, and you have um, Paint Remover. I really like Paint Remover. Paint Remover. So it we're going to hide yeah, people's artwork. We're going to hide people's artwork. For a commission. Oh, of course, of course. We're, we're not doing it. We're is. not charity. Now, Josh, let me let, just uh -oh. uh, Just a quick aside. Uh -huh. nobody, nobody at home listen. Okay. Just for a second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if we know where all the art is hidden, right. and then we know if something is valuable or not, right. right. Then we can just go get it. Totally. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back to the radio. Okay. Yeah. So paint remover, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 We could really help artists uh -huh. and, and get their name uh, kind of out there more. It would be kind of cool because it's like a treasure hunt. It is. Yeah. Little, yeah. We're still doing sort of the treasure hunt Goonies kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I, but I, just know we we know where everything is. Yeah. So that's the best kind of treasure hunt to me because you're not like 
we can create our own traps and oh, you know, like things. Indiana Jones style. Yeah, yeah, but super easy. Oh, okay. Because okay. we're getting up there in years. Yeah, very true. Very yeah, true. So I got to bump like me and yeah. <laughs> I don't want to run away from a rolling boulder because no, that no, sounds no. that seems like strange. Like maybe and that's passe anymore. Yeah. Crowd the croucher scooter. Oh, there we the go. The e-scooter. Yeah, away we'll from zoom it. away yeah. from them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, I love can everything Can you run, about run a boulder with the... Well, he could run away from it, so I'm thinking the, the scooter would be fast enough. We'll get a slow boulder. <laughs> slow boulder. We'll get some slow those boulders. Are, yeah, those, we'll those get some be. small boulders. <laughs> small boulders. Like rocks. Yes. <laughs> We're going to get That's some rocks. That's with a.k.a. <laughs> to- stones. Yeah, there yeah. we go. All right, good. Well, thank you very much, Josh, for that. We'll take a quick break. Uh, 64 years ago today. Mm-hmm. A song came out. Okay. And it seems appropriate to play for the end of Bad Business Ideas. Uh, Heartbreak Hotel oh. by Elvis Presley was released on this day. Oh, awesome. 64 years ago. So I found, I'm hoping this uh, sounds good. I found a live version of it because I felt like that would be uh, a lot of fun to play today. So this is Elvis Presley <laughs> with Heartbreak Hotel on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. WPRK is one of the best college radio stations in the Southeast, and I would argue one of the best in the world. Why? It's volunteer-based, and each show is as unique as the DJ who is putting the playlist together. Tune in on your radio or stream it on WPRK.org, and you will hear music you've never heard before and songs you don't normally hear on the radio. There's always something interesting happening, so listen early and often. Now back to the show. I mean, he knew most of the words, so that was pretty good. That was Heartbreak Hotel from Elvis Presley, a song that was released 64 years ago today. That song is older than me. Not by much. It's a lot by me. Okay, great. (laughs) Double me. Josh Bauer is my very special guest. My name is Nick. I do this every week. Uh, Josh is uh, always reminding me how much younger he is than me, uh, which is nice of him, I guess. I mean, it's it's something. (laughs) It's something. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Josh, for being here. Josh, let me ask you this. Uh, So we're talking a little bit about music, uh, obviously. 64th anniversary of uh, the release of that song. Mm-hmm. But when you're painting, typically, mm. um, as again, I think I mentioned earlier, and if you missed any of the show, it'll be up as a podcast. Uh, feel free to subscribe to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're painting, it, it feels like a very uh, frenetic process. You're moving a lot. Mm-hmm. You're uh, creating something, at least some of the paintings that I've seen. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I'm sure there's some where you're doing detail and stuff mm-hmm. like that where you're moving uh, significantly slower. Oh, yeah. Um, but what are you listening to? What are you doing? How do you interact with music when you're being creative? It really depends on the day. It depends on how I'm feeling that day. If it's a rough day at work, I'm listening to more uh, rock and metal and things of that nature because I, I listen to just about everything. Uh, my my uh, Apple playlists are, like, insane my wife usually picks on me and she goes, if we played this for a psychiatrist, he would like put you in, uh, you know, put you somewhere because it, it will jump from rock music. It will jump to Michael Buble to Irish rock music to some country here and there because of my wife to uh, jazz. Um, if I'm in trying to chill out more of a chill out mood and just feeling it, I like to put on like random YouTube videos where it's mm-hmm. all jazz and like the a lot of piano and things like that. 
Um, but it's just whatever I'm feeling, you know, the, the YouTube has been really fun cause you know, they put playlists together. So you'll yep. pick up a specific song and then go, Oh, we'll work off this song for a playlist and somebody's putting it together. So I'll praise the algorithm. Oh yeah. So, um, I really been, it, it just really depends if I want to chill, like the painting I'm currently working on is, uh, it's a big painting for, uh, my wife and I's room. And it's of a uh, it's a dock or a pier going out into nice clear water, and it's got the wo- uh, woods behind it mm-hmm. and the sky. I've been listening to a bit more jazz on that one, uh, just to kind of stay calm and you know get a good feel for that. Um, Do you but, find the music like in that case the music is sort of translating into the painting? Probably a little bit. Yeah, if it's um if it's more of like a v- action painting or something like mm-hmm. that, I tend to go more towards um the rock and the the heavier type of music because it feels like it fits the painting more uh, and it keeps me jazzed up and ready to go. But, you know, trying to do something nice like uh, like the fairies that I was painting the, the with the wings and everything. Um that's more of a jazz feel and a and a like pianos and things to that nature Uh, but yeah most of the time when I'm trying to paint at home it's to relax and chill and and kind of forget my day and my troubles and stuff so I tend to keep it down a little bit more Um, but if like the weekend I tend to watch things more while I'm painting so I'll catch up on shows or watch my favorite shows or put on wrestling or things like that um, because I can kind of do both pretty well um, especially if it's stuff I've watched before. If it's new stuff, I make sure to like sit there and watch it by itself. Uh, but if it's, you know, I'll I'll throw on Archer to get through a painting. Like I'll watch an entire season of Archer while I'm painting. So kind of that white noise in the background, something mm-hmm. familiar. I always need something. something. that Yeah, because yeah, if it's dead quiet, like I've been to a couple of like my live painting sessions and it's very quiet. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't take the quiet. It's creepy. Um, but, uh, you know, painting with the Kitchen Killers, that's always nice because they have their music playing. So I sing along with their music and I got to watch sometimes because I forget we're around people when there's other things. Because I'll, I'll, when I'm live painting, I turn off everything. I have no idea what is going on around me except for the show right next to me. I'll listen to the Kitchen Killers to, yeah. you know, comment, make my dirty jokes or, you know, cause trouble when I can. Um, but, but anything beyond that yeah. is just I, I turn it off. I've yep. been on stage at like Sci-Fi Bartow. I had no idea what was going on around me. I actually had uh, uh, my friend Landon Nolan, a young musician here in Orlando. He and his mo- family were out and his mom had her camera and she popped up right next to me as I'm painting and scared the hell out of me because <laughs> I'm like in trying to do it and i just see this thing pop up right next to me and i'm like and she goes oh i'm so sorry (laughs) because i was just in that moment um so yeah i if if i'm out live somewhere i'll either listen to because like a couple restaurants are nice enough to have the music going on yeah um or i've got the guys doing their thing um but yeah i gotta watch because i get too focused and turn off the world and don't even talk so when i'm doing like my artist weekly updates or just live painting at a different place to advertise that place i get into the details and i forget i'm supposed to be talking and telling people what i'm doing or where i'm at so your artist weekly update is something you do on youtube uh facebook 
Oh, sorry. So yep. I, you posted on YouTube afterwards, Correct. though. Yeah, yeah, as long as I remember. I've kind of yeah. been slacking on it. <laughs> uh, I think I'm like 10 behind. But yeah, the Artist Weekly Update is live on Facebook every Thursday at 7.30 Eastern. Um, I hop on for about an hour or so. I talk about uh, what I've been up to this past week, anything I've finished, like new paintings or stuff. Mm -hmm. I show that off. Uh, upcoming weeks, answer questions, and you know, build up for the upcoming month or so. So that's something, too, that people can ask you about, uh, your process, what oh, yeah. materials you use, what kind of paints you use, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, because I'm either live painting or live building Legos. Uh, just depends on what I'm working on or what's coming up. Mm -hmm. um, the Like this past week's show, I'm working on, uh, I call them mini, mini canvases because they're only like five by sevens. Uh, so I worked on a couple of those. Um, but like a couple weeks back, I was, for two weeks in a row, I was building a Lego architecture set of... Uh, who was it? Las Vegas. Mm. So it's I kind of try to change it up to get everybody's attention. And, you know, we make jokes and we've got our own little community between myself hanging with Web Show and Kitchen Killers. So we've got this hardcore group of people that tune into every show and we have our inside jokes and everything. But, yeah, it's uh, it's really fun. So if you want to see, you know, listen to the sexy voice more and see what I do and uh, how it goes about and the chaos of my life, tune in every Thursday. Very nice. Let me ask you, because when I look at your work, it's it's got a lot of action to it, mm -hmm. right? I, I feel like, and not all of your work, but a lot of the right. stuff that I see, a lot of the fan art. Um, so it feels like it needs room to breathe almost. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing a smaller canvas, was this the first time you were trying that or – what was it like to move to a smaller canvas and still try to get yeah. all of that personality in? Yeah, it's always rough. So I've the smallest I ever did before that was um, eight by tens, and mm -hmm. I called those mini canvases. And I like doing those because it was it, even with that, it was still kind of crunched in it though. Um, so you can only do so much. It, it definitely constrains the my artistic. Uh, flow um because you can only get so much into there uh and you just can't go crazy on it sometimes you can but then i've done some where i went crazy and you it's too much on such a small canvas yeah so it and these minis are the mini minis are real interesting because they <laughs> it's nothing um but it, it's a part of a small side project that i'm working on for later this year to try to give away um, but yeah, it's, it definitely, I like doing the, the mini canvases because they're more affordable. I only mm -hmm. charge 20 bucks for those. So somebody can come up and get an original piece of art, but for 20 bucks. Um, and, and it, it was moving, those were moving really well for a while. Um, but it definitely does. I, I like the bigger canvases. It's, it's a more fun. You can, yeah, you can, uh, my favorite size is the one that's behind me, yeah. which is the 12 by 36. Those are best on camera. They're always different too like even if you i've done something that i've done before onto that it looks way different because you don't normally see that long skinny kind of style for paintings it's usually more of a rectangle yeah. thicker square type or thing. landscape yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's uh it's a lot of fun now i will say the canvas i'm currently working on the the force one uh it's 38 or 36 by 48 or something like that it's the biggest one i've done Oh, it's too big. <laughs> it's I love it. It's it's fun because, but man, like just to get some paint on there, it you're losing, you're, yeah. you're losing a lot of uh, a lot of paint. Like two three hours in, my shoulders are already burning a you're bit. Tired, yeah. And you haven't gotten much done. You're like, what? Three hours? 
I've now done paintings in an hour and a half. Why are you not done? Well, and that's, I, I guess that's a little bit of an issue when you do stuff so quickly, mm-hmm. when you're used to doing stuff so quickly, oh, is yeah. when you have to put that much more time in it. I guess going the, the other way then, so that's you're investing a little more time in that piece and mm-hmm. you're being, I, I don't want to say precise because I feel like you're precise in everything. But right. It is uh, maybe a little bit more of a photorealistic. Yeah, look that yeah. You're I'm trying for. to go with a little bit more realistic style. Yeah. Um, people have been really digging the landscapes I've done because I did one a few months back uh, for my brother, uh, one of his friends, and uh, I did like this barn scene in the country, and I did it all grayscale, like black, white, and gray. But then I added yellow because yellow was the girl's favorite color, and a sunflower, and the sunflower, and then some leaves were yellow, and Everybody was jumping on it. They loved it. A couple people wanted to buy it. And I'm like, and usually the landscapes bore me because yeah. it's not, it's not actiony. It's not chaos. And you got to, because I like painting in the chaos and the messiness, but that one, you have to be more precise yeah, and everybody course. loved it. And yeah. I'm like, okay. interesting. Yeah. What about, so for writers, there's, you know, this idea of free writing um, okay. where you're just going in and all right, write about the color orange or start writing about this feeling or, Mm. you know, just write for the sake of writing, not Mm -hmm. necessarily with a goal, not a plot, not the beginning, middle and end. Do you ever sit down and just paint (sighs) like without sort of, uh, you know, no sketch, no preconceived notion? Because you talked about it being a little bit of a therapeutic Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. action for you. So I'm almost curious. Well, I am curious. Yeah. About almost. I am. Don't don't answer the question. I'm curious, adjacent, (laughs) but I I have an answer in my head and it'll be your answer. Oh, okay. Um, No, I am curious about whether or not that's happened for you. And if you've tried that before, Uh, I'm trying to think, um, I would say maybe the, Live paintings are a bit more like everything. I, I don't think I've ever sat down maybe with some mini canvases and just taken paint to a canvas. Yeah. Um, usually they're. Uh, yeah, I have done a couple with more than mini canvases ones because they're they're smaller. You could play around with them. You know, if it looks bad, you can always paint you know, over it. You can paint over it. it. You know, you're not wasting a 20, that, 30, 40 dollar canvas. Yeah. You can put it on that bonfire of canvases exactly. you have. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part. Uh, but yeah, so I've done it more with that. I will say the, some of the um, live painting sessions, there is a bit of an idea and there's this, the a certain sketched out point, but I'm walking into it going, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I've had people ask me, they're like, oh, well, how, what's it going to look like? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's it, it comes out whatever it comes out in the time I have. So, you know, I'm getting, especially like a Kitchen Killers show, they do an hour to an hour and a half. When I do my live paintings by myself, I give two hours usually. So I, I get cut up in time and I'm just going. And I know at certain points of the show, I'm like, oh, we're a half hour in or I have a half hour left. So I have to go. Well, throw this and this idea out the window. We just got to make it. <laughs> we got to make it look okay. Yeah. And, and, and then time constraints. Yeah. And there's times where the first thirty minutes of any painting, I hate the painting. Anytime you should hear the stuff that comes out of my mouth. Well, not on this show, but you should hear the stuff Please. that comes out of my mouth uh, when we're first when I'm first going and getting to it. Because I'm like, this looks terrible. I have no idea what's going on, and a few cuss words here and there. Um, but then after that 30-minute mark, something clicks. There's always this click it moment. It comes together, yeah. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And then, uh, like, there's times where I'm like, I'm not going to get done. And then there's that click, and I get done before the guys are even done or even before the time I'm supposed to be done. And I don't know how it happens. <laughs> and that's 
Magic. Magic. <laughs> All right. Well, let's switch gears for a second. I appreciate you talking about that. And if anybody mm-hmm. wants to see your artwork, it's jbauerart.com. Yes. B-A-U-E-R. Correct. Uh, who's your best friend and who's your bitter enemy? <laughs> uh, who is your best friend as of right now and who is your most bitter enemy? Do you know? Uh, well, I and, know my... <laughs> okay. And it might change. Oh, based yeah. on how you do on this pop quiz. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> there are real stakes to this pop quiz. Uh, the person who's doing the pop quizzing today is, of course, Simon Time of Simon Time Trivia. Okay. He's a great guy. He does trivia all over the city of Orlando mm-hmm. and its outlying regions. Okay. Sounds dirty when I say it that way. <laughs> but he does that, uh, I think, about seven nights a week. So he's here today. Wow. He also does a podcast. He does a number of other things. But uh, he is here to quiz you. Okay. You have five questions. Oh, man. Get four or five right, and we're best friends for the next week. Okay. Get zero, <laughs> one, or two right. Where I will be your bitter enemy. Okay. I, I think will, it's probably going to be that one. <laughs> I will try to sabotage you. I will actively give you the things that you're allergic to. So I'll need a list of your allergies, okay. obviously. I'll need your That's schedule. That's what that was about. Yes, yes, exactly right. Uh, so let's go ahead and have him start up now mm-hmm. with the first question. Are you ready, Josh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That seemed convincing. <laughs> All right. Take it away. Hey, hey, Nick, it's your old pal Simon Time, and I've got five random general knowledge questions for you and your guest this afternoon, this morning, this day. Let's get quizzical. Question number one. To what U.S. state would you travel in order to visit the Ben and Jerry's headquarters? Oh, Ben and or Jerry and or their headquarters. And or their headquarters. Um. All right. First thing that popped in my head was Iowa. Iowa. All right. That is a state. That is a state. I well at least done. mailed that one. Well done. The answer it's located in the state of Vermont for question number one. I was one. so close. <laughs> yeah, so you're a little bit off. A little bit. Okay, little bit. so you're turning towards a bitter enemy. Yep. So again, uh, anything you're afraid of? Do you have any phobias? Uh, do you I have do. any allergies? Uh, allergies, not that I can think of, but I definitely have a couple of phobias here and there. Great, wonderful. <laughs> All right, let's get back to it with the trivia. headquarters. Oh, we already asked that one. Question number two. The man in black, Johnny Cash, once sang a tune about a boy with a girl's name. What was that name? (laughs) A boy with a girl's name? A a boy with a girl's name. This was a My wife is going to kick my butt later for not knowing From Johnny Cash. Mm. His dad named him that so he'd be tough because his dad knew he wasn't going to be around. It was a very weird time for dads and sons. Um... Uh, now, see, I'm only getting one answer stuck in my head, and I know it's not right. Is uh, it Iowa? <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> Iowa. Um, what do you think it is? Juline. Juline? Yeah. All right. Interesting. <laughs> or Jolene. <laughs> Johnny Cash sang a song about a boy named Sue. Ah, man. <laughs> All right. You're yep. 0 for 2. You still have a chance at... Staying the current level of friendship. I, I really didn't do good on uh, tests in school. So. Perfect. Did you know there was going to be a pop quiz today? I did not. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> That's perfect. For question number three, give me the first and last name of the individual who, according to William Shakespeare, was told to beware the Ides of March. <laughs> the uh, Ides of March. I have no idea what that is. Do you want to phone a friend? 
Uh, we don't have yeah. that capability. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have the technology for don't that. Don't have the technology. Um, um, Bob Vila. <laughs> I got Bob Vila, actually yeah. a good guess. There's yeah, a lot totally going to be him. I mean, this old house was essentially a Shakespearean <laughs> tragedy. Yeah, exactly. On many, many levels. That, of course, is none other than Julius Caesar. But of course. Third question. <laughs> All right. We are 100%. Let's see if you can keep going. Uh, I'm going for go all zeros. Yeah. Directly into yeah. bitter enemy. Like, I can always use okay. bitter enemy. So allergies. Yes. Your schedule for the week. Okay. Uh, where, where the brake lines on your car are. <laughs> oh, Just you got to mess go. with the bat Batmobile? Come on, man. Okay, maybe I won't do that. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> for question number four, going to the music category again, tell me the country of origin for famed rock and roll band ACDC. I should know this one. Is ACDC because I love ACDC. You listen to a lot of it. I when do. You paint. I do. I do. But I'm terrible with trivia stuff like this. Um, I would imagine this is this is in my mind. Mm -hmm. Thousands of listeners right now on the radio screaming at the radio, yelling at you. <laughs> Australia. The crew from ACDC hails from the land down under Australia. Hey, I got one. You got and question one. number five, yeah. a okay, real slobber knocker, the haymaker. The final question, 21 people died in Boston in the year 1919 when a giant tank of what <clears throat> substance burst flooding the streets? What substance? Yeah. I've never even heard of this. Yeah, yeah, this was a big thing. I like oh, how we end Boston. with a downer. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's kind of sick and twisted. I like him. Um, in Boston. In Boston. In 1919. Yes. There's only like four or five liquids that were around at that time. Yes, and it's not gasoline, probably. <laughs> uh, let's go with... Or was it 1819? No, it was 19. 1919. Yeah. Um, let's go with oil. Oil. That might be around. the answer. It must have been a slow motion death because it was a tank full of molasses, gang. <laughs> Those were your five questions today on a certain degree. Have a good day, guys, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you, Simon. Hey, hey, Nick, it's your old pal, Simon. Oh, he came back. Simon. <laughs> Go home, Simon. Jeez, <laughs> Simon. Simon of Simon Time Trivia. You can find him on Facebook at Simon Time Trivia. All right. Can we, can work we still out some be friends? After a week <laughs> of being bitter enemies. Okay, and then okay. really, whoever is next week's guest, I, they have to become my bitter enemy to replace you. Oh, oh so if they get, get it all right. We just continue being oh. bitter enemies until a new one is chosen. <laughs> it's a very Highlander type of situation. Yeah, I like it, though. I like there can it. Be Less one. swords, though. I like the swords. Yeah, yeah, well, we could go we get could, swords. We, we could, could work that we in. Let's listen to a song. This is Lolly Puna with The Daily Match. This also reminded me a little bit of how... Uh, how you paint sometimes, mm. Josh. And if you want to learn more about Josh, jbauerart.com. If you mm. want to learn a little bit more about this show and potentially subscribe to the podcast so you can hear everything we talked about this morning and every show uh, because we're always talking to Orlando people who are doing neat things to a certain degree.com. The To Be Decided is a YouTube channel, or is it more than that? I vote for more. Miller and Davis are partway through their fourth season, but the videos are standalone and cover many topics. 
Do you like obscure Japanese bands from the late 90s? Stories told by teens? Ranking albums by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? All of these are words. Then get your computer over to youtube.com slash the to be decided for more. Now back to the show. Lali Puna on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That was the daily match from 2004, it looks like, uh, uh, you know, because it's, oh. I Ooh, can picking. I make you feel old again? No. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. All right, on, go ahead. On. I was in high school then. Great. <laughs> I want to say, well, I graduated in 2006, so that would have been sophomore-ish. Josh Bauer is my very <laughs> special guest and also my most bitter enemy yep. for the week. See, if I'm you already missed, making it happen. Yeah, if you missed any of the show. It was supposed to go one way. Oh, it's a one-way bitter enemy So you didn't know what situation. you were getting into. Apparently, <laughs> I did not. Uh, if you missed any of the show, uh, feel free to subscribe. Feel free to yes. listen to it again on the website to a certain degree.com. It'll be up in uh, about a week and a half. I usually come okay. out with the new episodes on Thursday. And uh, yeah, always someone from Orlando doing something interesting and amazing. And Josh Bauer is no exception. Josh mm-hmm. Bauer does live painting around Orlando. He can come to your event and do live painting there. Mm-hmm. He's going to be at a couple of events coming mm-hmm. up, Sci-Fi Bartow yep. and Space Coast Comic Con. Correct. Uh, which are both coming up next month, which are always fun. And they're kind of the smaller events. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and smaller so, cons. You get a chance to really interact with people and the artists oh, and yeah. the different celebrities there. Yes. Um, and it's usually uh, quite a bit of fun. Uh, and then jbauerart.com, B-A-U-E-R, art.com. Yes. Uh, Josh, before we go, we got to turn it over to the uh, Orlando Theater Hour here in a second. Mm-hmm. They're going to be talking about uh, the Joyland event coming up here in a couple of days, actually. Awesome. That should be a really interesting uh, storytelling event, so please stay tuned for that. Um, coming out of high school, so you started drawing mm-hmm. uh, in high school a little bit more. It sounded like you were uh, taunting fellow classmates, if, as Not we talked purpose. about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what was the what was your idea coming out of high school and what happened? Like. Were you you the type of person and the the type of family that said, okay, you have to go to college immediately out of high school? Did you decide to do something else? What happened and where did you go? Um, So according to my dad, I had to go uh, right to college after high school. Okay. Uh, My plan was to kind of chill out for a year because I had, even to this day, 32 years old, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that it was like that back then. So, you know, everybody was like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I had no idea, and I didn't want to waste money, so I did not want to go to college. Uh, my dad uh, changed that and said, you know, go to college and at least go to uh, the small community college that was by us uh, to be a part of it, and then maybe you can figure it out. So I so was— So at least keep up with it. So did you take the year off? I did not. Okay, I went, so you, went you know, and, the following fall, I was, yep. I was signed up to Kent University and was going in there, and I was not feeling it. <laughs> I was, uh, I've never been much of a student person. I've always done good in school or done well. Yes. Done good (laughs) in school. Uh, not with English though. Um, but I've always done well in school. I always got A's and B's and honor roll and stuff, but it was easy to me. 
but I never was into it. It never clicked. Yeah, never clicked. I wanted to go to art school, and my dad wasn't feeling that. Um, and uh, For the usual reasons like, oh, how do you make a career out of that, that right, sort of thing. Okay. Right, things of that nature. He wanted me to do business. And then, you know, I was all up for it. You know, cool, I'll learn business and then use it for the art. Uh, but getting into the, the school, I had to, because I wasn't great, the greatest at writing in English, of course, uh, I had to take a writing class to learn how to write papers for school. And I'm like, I'm not feeling it. And I know some people are, and you know, I, I'm, that's their thing. But uh, I went like two semesters. I was supposed to go again. And that, like right in that time frame, my mom moved to Florida. She mm-hmm. got a job opportunity because we wanted, we both wanted out of Ohio. I had a few year plan and then I was going to get out, but she had got the opportunity to move to Florida. I'm like, okay, I'll finish up my schooling and then I will come down and we'll be good to go. And school ended up messing up with me a little bit and uh, promising one thing and not happening with the other. Uh, and then right at that time, I got the offer to come down and work for the company she was working with. I'm like, gone. <laughs> packed up, sold everything, packed up everything in the house within uh, summer and was gone by that end of the summer. So really, it was just about any kind of opportunity in Florida would have taken you away. It sounded like you didn't yes. have a great experience at the at the college level. No, Both I did not. Just because you weren't into it, but Correct. Know, some of the usual stuff that happens mm-hmm. in, in a college sometimes. Yeah, you're not walking in learning what exactly you wanted to learn and spending yeah. a bunch of money doing that. And I just wasn't feeling it. I didn't want to waste my dad's money. I, I just... I didn't feel comfortable doing it and I wanted out of Ohio as soon as possible I loved growing up in Ohio but once you get to a certain age it's like it's time to go (laughs) and you know 2008 I was almost 21 and I uh, moved down to Florida and been here ever since nice and from a college point of view from um, a continuing uh, education a lifelong learning standpoint Mm -hmm. um, with the stuff that you're doing now uh, from a work standpoint and from painting, mm-hmm. you're learning all the time. You're kind of learning on the job oh, from yeah. talking to other artists, from the type of work that you do mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So do you feel like there's ever any need to go back or I, would it be for a very specific like maybe you did want to learn some art history right. in order to have more perspective about it? I actually went back. It wasn't college college. It was one of those um – vocational schools. I don't even know what to call it, but I went back for graphic design and web development. Okay. And it was like a year and a half course. Um, And even that, I wasn't feeling it 100% because the school was a bit weird and things went down and uh, like I barely learned the web design part of it because of how things went. Um, And it's a whole other story for another time. Uh, But but you need to be, you need to feel challenged is what I'm hearing a little bit. It was nice because when we did, like uh, we learned Illustrator, which I knew quite a bit from my job and doing graphic design stuff. So I got faster at certain things and got a better look into it by going back to a full college i've i've teased the idea here and there because i'd love to go learn some business stuff or uh the social media stuff or something um but i just i never have the attention span so and and i'm i'd rather be painting than going and spending money to learn stuff <laughs> yeah. no that makes sense and with youtube you i mean you can i have much been, learn i've been learning a lot of stuff through that different yeah. techniques and watching other people paint and trying to uh you know take it into my style and make it my own and so youtube is probably uh the best thing that's ever come out for trying to learn stuff because you can just go and watch it and then repeat it and repeat it until you yep. finally get it 
So speaking of social media, uh, what is the best way to keep up with you? I know you're on all of them. I'm on all of them. I mean, is Facebook typically the way that you interact with people? I know you do your show on there. Yeah. Instagram, I think, is the best. It it at least gets me the most views, the most likes. Um, It seems like people see my stuff on there more. Uh, So Instagram, I would say the best. And then uh, Facebook, to actually interact with me Mm. and be a part of the the Facebook live shows or be a part part of the kitchen killer shows that i'm on uh facebook would be a real close second so either one um it works great uh and then to get a hold of me is you can message either one as well if you want to book me for an event or come to live paint do a live painting session at your restaurant or brewery or whatever you got going on perfect all right and that's a j bauer art j b a u e r a r t all one word dot com mm-hmm. josh let's shake hands hold on i gotta stand up for this <laughs> Shake hands on the air. Yeah, that's good. That makes for good radio. (laughs) And we'll take it out with Carl Denson's Tiny Universe. This is Hang Me Out to Dry. Uh, Painting. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, You've been listening to a certain degree. Thank you so much. Have a great week. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to a certain degree. Where do you go from here? tell your friends about how awesome this episode was subscribe to the show wherever you subscribe also check out to a certain degree.com that's t-o-a certain degree.com just a reminder that this episode and every episode is recorded live on wprk 91.5 you can listen every monday at 7 a.m on your radio or streaming on the internet that's when shows are at peak freshness thanks for listening i'll truly miss our little talks